Hey, Sherpa Network, thanks for joining us today. I'm Tess Diaz, executive producer of DomainSherpa.com, and today we bring on Chris Zyker, senior domain broker at MediaOptions.com, to discuss stop calling domains real estate. Why, what that perspective does, and how we can broaden our sales opportunities or our acquisition opportunities. Stay tuned and enjoy. First, serious about online trading? Secure your funds, keep your merchandise safe, and use a company that keeps the buyer and seller protected the whole way through. That's escrow.com. Payments you can trust. Finally, if you're a domain name investor, don't you have unique legal needs that require domain name technical know-how and industry experience? That's why you need Stephen Lieberman of Greenberg and Lieberman or Jason Schaefer of Esquire.com. Go search for Jason Schaefer or Stephen Lieberman on Domain Sherpa, watch their interviews, and you can see for yourself that they can clearly explain issues, can help you with buy-sell agreements, deal with website content issues and UDRP actions, and even help you write your website terms and conditions. Stephen Lieberman and Jason Schaefer are the lawyers to call for internet legal issues. See for yourself at Esquire.com or APlegal.com. So today's topic is stop calling it real estate. Stop okay? calling. Domain names real estate. Like stop calling it real estate. Okay. And not that I'm saying it's not a great analogy, but the whole premise is like it does, it does, it does, it has no emotional value. Oh, this is real estate. This is Manhattan. It's like, listen, I'm from Bentonville, Arkansas. Like, I don't know. I mean, when's the last one to Manhattan? Okay. What's that street versus that? Sixth Street versus Broadway versus America Street? I don't know. Like you're talking to foreign languages, people. There's no emotional value. There's nothing that's, that's getting them involved that really explains the value a domain brings. Okay, so I hang on. So there's no emotional value, but it's also a different language. I feel like those, it's easy to think that those are the same statement, but that's two different statements. So there's no yeah. emotional value because I'm never going to live in Manhattan or, I, you know, someone else doesn't visit there. Um, but then there's also no connection. I don't know 6th Street from Broadway. I don't know the difference anyway. And, you know, I think you're right. People with domain names, um, you know, marketing experts feel like they should be experts in domain names. Um, but they don't know the difference. For right. this, I mean, this is one particular piece of the marketing puzzle and they're not a failure, but um, they could use some education in just yeah. this specific area. It doesn't mean they're a bad marketer. That's yeah, so, yeah, so let's say it's like, let's, there's more powerful way to talk about domain names, okay? The more powerful way to talk about is brand equity, okay? So what, what is are you brand? saying? The more confident? There's, more, there's a more powerful way to talk about domains, right? The and more that's powerful way. Of brand equity. It's like brand equity. Now listen, there, there's, there's different, you got to know your buyer because there's buyers for domain names are different. There's different utilization cases, right? So there's, we look at where their presences are. It's global, national, regional, local. Okay, listen, someone who's going to be local, they don't like, it's not really as important. Okay, I mean, anything. Just the domain name in general isn't as important. Yeah, I mean, there's just, well, the options, the options open up. Okay, let's say you're, you're a plumbing supply store in Eureka. Okay, Eureka Plumbing. Okay, plumbing in Eureka, right? Um, uh, you know, you could name it the name of your company, right? Uh, Aces Plumbing, 
whatever, right? So the, the options you have are, are because you're local, all you're doing is for SEO things is so that people, when they say, I need a plumbing store in Eureka, where that boom, it shows up on your maps. Got it. Great. Okay. So as you go up the, the, the chain, they need more differentiation and that, and the dimensions increase. Um, I figure out. So that, that, that's the general topic, right? It's coming back to brand equity. Like what is a brand? A brand is something that differentiates you. Okay. What is, then it's brand positioning. Okay. What does it do? It, it positions you in the market, both globally and, and, and industry. And then what is brand equity? Brand equity is this intangible aspect that why a, why a, this mark, which is meaningless kind of outside its own right now, there, there is a domain has it, but this mark then becomes worth more. So you think of an apple.com. And I have the numbers here. Um, Apple is worth, uh, hold on a second. Like the Apple brand is worth 150 billion, like whatever, like billion dollars, right? Well, why is that? Okay, it's brand equity. Now listen, if they had the apple.com, would it be that expensive, right? So I mean, it, like there's, there's a the point, so that, that, that's kind of the discussion. I don't know where it's gonna lead, but it's just, I mean, it could be 10 minutes. We'll just say the front, listen, this could be 10 minutes. It could be half an hour. It could be an hour, who knows? Like we're just gonna get going here and talk about a different way to look at brands. And then, I don't know, let's just see where it goes. Cool, man. Well, actually, I just have been recording it. So oh, I think our okay. audience wants to hear everything you said. <laughs> let's do it. What do you say? <laughs> You're bad. I missed... <laughs> well, You're bad. I, I would only do it and tell you if you didn't okay. <laughs> But I liked it. I missed at the beginning of the recording when you're like, today we're going to talk about brands. We're going to piss people off. I was like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. recorded that. So. If you're not pissed off by the time, then you're not, in, and then you're not, you're not uh, excited about domain names because this is the way the industry has talked about domain names forever. Yeah, yeah. And there is. There's a power to your brand, and the domains are a piece of that puzzle. Theapple.com yeah. just doesn't have the same power, and they did a lot to build that. But there are some things that you just can't build the Apple or the Facebook, you know. Um, but two, it depends. If you're a regional brand, maybe you don't need to invest that much. It's, uh, you know, sometimes I wonder, maybe we should do a series on regional brands. This is what's valuable for you. If your budget, you know, where is, you know, how many billboards do you need or radio ads do you need if your domain name stinks? Whereas are, a global are we recording brand, now? Is this part of the show? Sure. Yeah, let's do it. I mean, let's, let's, let's just start and go, Tess, because I mean, you and I are rolling. There's no sense. We got to, boom, get this in the all show. Right, I'm, I'm going to play all of this, this included. All right. Seriously? <laughs> what up, Sherpa Network? <laughs> let's do it. Okay, let's I'm, go. I'm at the beach. I don't really care right now. <laughs> I may or may not have some product placement here. Um, nice. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah. All right, let's go. So do you want to talk about regional brands? Where do you want to start? What do you want to talk about? We'll, we'll get into it because I, I have my, my, my chart here with all my frames that I use. Okay? Did you write on so paper? I do. And I've got a book. I'm on like my third journal here too. So You keep um, a business journal. Business life, personal, you name it. I mean, just to write things down. It's interesting. Like I'll go back and read my journal like from years ago or from like several months ago. And, and it's like, wow, I thought of that. Like, what was I, what was I on? Right. I must've been on like 10 Red Bulls or something. Cause that's like some cool stuff. Like my mind couldn't think about it now, but once I get rolling, then I write it down and come back to it. But listen, today's show is this, this is about stop calling it real estate. And this is like we said in the beginning intro here. Like this is gonna this is gonna tick some people off here. And I actually I already did a teaser video to this on my LinkedIn, and it was interesting the comments that I got like right off the bat. It's like I disagree with you. 
And I say, did you watch my one minute intro? Well, not I have looked at it. I was like, well, you got to watch it. Like, you can't disagree with me watching the video. Uh, seriously, like, these, I mean, like, I got a great, I got a really great community on LinkedIn. If you're not connected with me, with me you have to connect with me. ChrisZegger.com, you see a guy with the bald head. That's me. Uh, hit connect. I will connect with you. So it's this thought test of like, stop calling it real estate. So often in, in the market, what in domain names, and okay, now preface this, I'm three, I think four years now, test in domain names. Right. I think I, if I looked at my LinkedIn, it's four years. So I'll trust that. Maybe they rounded up. So I don't, maybe it's three and a half years. And it's interesting as I was researching, getting into it. One of the things you hear a lot is, Hey, domains are, are real estate. It's like, it's like property in Manhattan versus Brooklyn. I, mean, I don't, I mean, I don't know. You're like from there. I don't know the difference um, too much. You know uh, I mean, I'm sure the price are much more in Manhattan. I've been in Manhattan quite a bit, but then they get into like, it's on, Sixth Street Manhattan. It's on. It's on. Um, uh, uh, what's the main street um, that goes through Times Square? Uh, what's that? Broadway. It's on Broadway. It's on America Avenue. The Americas, right? Uh, this is awesome real estate. And they go on this long diatribe, these long emails, these long blog posts, and it's like right over your head. And the reason why is that there's no emotional value in that statement. There's nothing that really connects this buyer who's looking to build a brand, looking to build this company that's going to quite possibly be their, their this thing that, that takes them out of, um, maybe out of their job, maybe it takes them, it, it's like uh, what they're planning on, their nest egg, right? This is it for them. There's no emotional connection to where they're at right now, okay? It's like, yeah, it's real estate. No, I'm looking to build a brand. I'm looking to build this elite company. Uh, and the real estate equation just doesn't do it. So that, that's why the catchy title, stop calling it real estate. I'm going to stop and here. You're thinking, I mean, who are you talking to when you're saying, hey, stop it. You're saying to sellers, buyers, marketers, you're, everybody. Yeah. Everybody. So we use it a lot in, in for, and the, the, the mainers use it a lot because that's kind of what we're told, what we're taught, what we bring it down. It makes sense. I mean, it is value. It is an asset. It is a digital asset similar to real estate. Yeah. But the problem and is I that when you're talking- say, I think, you know, 20 years ago when people were just figuring stuff out, maybe that was helpful, but it's time now to evolve. It's time to, I'm trying to think of, um, an analogy, but like, you know, remember in the eighties when a cell phone was this big and you had it in your car, you know, like it's not right. the same anymore. And I feel like real is calling it real estate. You're saying that was good in, you know, 1990 or 2000, but it's 2018. It's 20 years later. Let's, 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 you know, we can build, let's evolve. Let's, yeah. build on yeah. a public consciousness. Yep. People, you know, didn't get it before, but now there's something new um, that we, we can build on that prior understanding, right? And so it's time. Yes. time to move. Yeah. Let's level up, right? Because especially when you're selling a higher ticket domain name, I mean, I just, I don't, I don't, in my experience, okay, that it, I haven't seen that equation of, hey, this is Manhattan, probably Manhattan. I haven't seen that move them. That's not the deciding factor of why they move. So if you remember, there's, there's four strategies, four basic domain strategies, right? Own your brand, own your sub-brand, Marketing campaign domains very that's very broad. Marketing campaign names are very broad. Okay, that include podcasts. That can include ad. You know, specific things for ads. That can include like lead pages. But it's something around marketing that supports your main brand. So if you think of 
like to use the example of ClickFunnels. You know, he has expertsecrets.com, right? Then he has ClickFunnels.com. So he has all these multiple domains that feed his main engine. Okay, it's a marketing campaign domain name. And then you have defensive domain names or defensive in nature. You're buying because it's a defensive position. It helps your, either helps you to capture something with the market or it helps you to strengthen your brand, your brand security, or your email security. Okay, so is defensive number four or that's a sub four. of number three? That's four. That's okay. four. Right. And we have a blog. We'll, we'll link the blog, Tess, on, this, pod, on this, uh, this show here because we did a blog on it and it's pretty good. So, um, <laughs> so like, you got to understand why people are buying. I'm digressing a little bit from our, from our topic because then you get, into, like, the, you get into like the types of buyers, regional, are they online? But in the end, most, most of the big purchases are for a brand, right? their first startup, they're looking to create a new brand, they're looking for a new sub-brand, a new product extension of their brand. And so it's important to realize like, what is a brand? So the first thing is, what is a brand, right? A brand is just this, it's something that distinguishes you from the competition. It could be the, like Nike has the swoop, right? Apple has the Apple thing, they also call themselves Apple. So it can be, it can be a symbol, it can be a letter, it can be a word, it can be three words, it can be a made up word like Google, you name it, it's something that distinguishes it from the, in the market, distinguishes your company and your brand. Now, remind me to come back to that. Okay, because I just had another thought on global positioning, right? So the second, actually, this is okay. The second thing is 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 positioning, right? Brand positioning. This mark, this name, helps you to position your brand in the marketplace, both globally and in an industry standpoint, right? So globally, being if you're Nitro, I like that example. I think there's some cool brands there. Are you? Do you own nitro.com, right? How many other nitros are out there? So when you think of the internet, the internet, it, before the internet came, it, things were very siloed, right? So if you're looking for a boat, what would you do? You pick up a boat magazine, you call a boat dealer. Like there wasn't a central hub of information you could go to. You look in the yellow page under boats, right? And you see nitro. You wouldn't see nitro software because, you know, unless you looked, I guess, the white page. But you know, in general, you look in a boat, you'd go, you'd go there, right? That was the mode that people came into the world. Well, the internet's changed that. Now the internet, it's not no longer siloed. I mean, it's, yeah, it's no longer siloed. Now it's like this toll booth, the central theme, right? So now this positioning is now, when you look at Nitro, Nitro boats are now having to, to compete with Nitro software and Nitro drink and Nitro insurance and everything other Nitro, right? So they're competing for this, the, the global position for this brand. Now, and that, on, what about brands that aren't global? What about regional, national? Okay, so I'm saying the, the name, the, the name, yes. So you could be Nitro in a regional brand, okay? But you're still competing for the global positioning of that, of that keyword. Okay, when someone types in Nitro, what are they going to see, right? Are they going to see, so now that, like I said, when out the internet is you have, you have the central toll booth in a sense that everything's coming through. They're typing in Nitro, right? Because you call yourself Nitro, okay? Yes, you're Nitro software or you're Nitro whatever or Nitro whatever, but you call yourself this brand. And because of that, people end up looking, looking, looking up in that, in, that, in that way, right? So what happens is that then when you think about it, now this is the global positioning. Who owns that global positioning for your, for your keyword, for your brand? And when you don't own it, then you're, 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 always, compete, like you're always having to pay a price to the person who owns it. Now, um, think about... Uh, so it has, this is, there's, and there, in this, there's multiple scenarios. Okay. You could have a small company that owns the, the, the dot com and the bigger company is like my nitro or get nitro. Okay. 
in that case, yeah, they're going to they're gonna dominate that, but they'll always pay a halo effect. Now, the risk comes in is when you are a wait, big company. The, wait, they'll pay a what? They'll pay a premium. They'll always pay, they'll pay some sort of investment to, oh, there'll always be a halo effect to the dot com, right? Um, so they'll always be because they'll type in now. The, but the main risk is that, let's say, an, a bigger company comes in and takes that, the leadership position, the dot com. Then what happens is that they can effectively make the other brands irrelevant, right? Because they have the, the, the clarity to the domain name. Now, you could have, you know, Nitro.io, whatever, Nutil.D. But in the end, the dot com seems to be the, still the, the main that people naturally type in. And going back to the study by Reese and Reese, it's, it's like how we rank things in our mind. We just rank it. We have to rank it. Like we have to rank things. We, everything can't be on par because then our brains will go nuts. We go crazy. And, right? you know, this is a good moment to chime in. I, I certainly regularly see domain investors who basically got the offer of a lifetime and passed um, because they didn't, you know, because someone started a new company with their domain as their brand they built it up a bit and then they came to acquire it and the seller thought that they could sell it to someone else or they could sell it for more money and basically if someone comes in finds a space and dominates it or trademarks it you're never going to be able to sell to anybody else and that's an important factor it seems to me a lot of sellers forget about or miss because they, you know, get excited that they got offered some money, but they were hoping for more. And yes. sometimes if you come in and dominate a space, nobody else is going to come in and, and yeah. nobody's going to start Apple sneakers. Like it's not going to happen. Yeah. Right? Yeah. No, there's, there's, there's a time and a place. There's a certain, there is this, um, I actually talk about it quite a bit on my LinkedIn videos that I do. There is this, where you have like the perfect scenario that it's above and beyond for your domain name that may come, that may come once or twice in a lifetime. That's it. And then everything yeah. else is below that, especially at your point when it's built out. So that's global positioning. It's very important. Um, so then there's the industry position, how your domain is in the industry. And once again, like it, it's, it's a matrix. Okay. So I just want to like everyone know, like it's not, you have to think about it in terms. And I have, I have three triangles that I do and maybe I'll, I'll draw it up right now. to my, paper you wouldn't be able to read it if i turned it around but okay you have where where is it at the presence the location is it global is it national is it regional is it local and then where is the location is it only online is it online and offline like a ring.com right think about that it's all you can find it both right you can find it in your stores you can find it online or is it just strictly offline let's say like we said like the local plumbing store it's strictly offline um you're not going to go and you know, they're not going to in eureka springs Arkansas. they're not going to sell you something and ship it to you they just they don't even have a that website, right? Uh, and then there's the the type of of startup. Is it a is it a lifestyle? Is it a hobby? Okay, I think most of the domains that we think of in businesses that are out there, they're really hobbies. It's, I mean, we say small businesses, but it's really a small business hobby. It's not really meant to be this massive like empire that comes and they build. Give me three examples. What are you talking about? Um, okay, so let's say someone is starting up a little drone, a little drone. Um, company. Okay. okay. They're starting it or a lot of these Amazon sellers are starting it up like me. I've started some up, right. They, and you're doing, okay, wait, 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 Chris, you're such a good person. Not that it would be a bad person to do this, but you don't even think to plug your own business. Oh. <laughs> your own business Chris. Okay. It's, it's Vivace nutrition. 
Amazon.com. This is before I was in the main names, um, but it's you can find it on Amazon. So those are examples. Vivacenutrition.com. Yep. V-I-V-A-C-E. I have used some of your protein powders. They are super, <laughs> wait a minute, yeah, for real. They are super clean New Zealand protein. Huh? It's good stuff. It's good stuff. Yeah. And clean, um, cold pressed. What is it? Yeah. Yeah. Cold pressed, uh, non-GMO, um, you know, no, um, you stevia in there. So I mean, it's, it's, it's good. It's healthy. I mean, it's yeah. healthy, good, healthy. Good stuff. Okay. So anyway, so, yeah, so, so drones, protein powder, you yeah, can throw that okay. in the hobby. Yeah, then, you go to your, then you go to your small business and then you go to scale business and elite. Okay. So as we're talking here, you got you to look at this. There's a matrix here, okay? So you got to find your niche in domain names. And once you find your niche, then you can hone in on it. And so often people, they, they miscategorize the domains that they have. Like, oh, this is the best thing in the world. This is the scalable startup brandable domain for only online businesses. You're like, not really. It's more like your hobby type business. And because of that, the pay range, what they'll pay is in a certain range, okay? So scalable startup that's only online and it's going global is going to pay more because they need a global presence. They need, they need a domain name and they need to own their brand in the global positioning. Okay. Brand, brand positioning, brand equity. Okay. So brand equity is this, is this feeling that a brand gets when you breathe life into a brand that takes that, that brand and that name um, and creates this massive value for that company. Okay. So if you look at brand equity, I'm going to switch to my computer here. Microsoft, their their um, brand value is worth $104 billion. Google, $132 billion. Facebook, $94 billion, right? I'm gonna go down to, this is the top 100 brands here. Netflix, 11.5 11, $11 billion. Pampers, 11.4. Red Bull, 10.4. Um, uh, let's see here. Um, so you, go, you, you can go on down the line, right? You can go on down the line and this, this value that, that, a, that is created with the brand. Now, when you think of, so like brand equity is what, um, it's about creating loyalty. It's about creating awareness, right? It's about not only differentiating your brand with authenticity, credibility, and at being aspirational, but it's taking that and allowing you to, to, to charge more money. It's Make, trust. I, ex exactly. It's trust. Right? Yeah, exactly. So it's in trust. the end- I trust this is going to be a good computer. I trust that maybe, you know, I've always bought Toyotas. I'm going to buy another Toyota. Um, yes. I'm just going to pick what size, shape, style, how many seats, you know, um, it's, it's, so it's a loyalty, almost not so much like I'm loyal to you because I, I guess, because I like you because you treat me well. And because I know what to expect. It's why I'm on Cape Cod, but the closest restaurant is a Panera bread, not a right. local restaurant because people who are far away who don't want to risk and get something they don't like, they know what they're going to get there. Right. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's brand loyalty. That's brand equity. That, that brand equity that they keep building as, as they market or as they perform the way the customers expect. Right. Yeah. yeah. So it's like you're breathing life in this brand, your aspiration are credible, you're authentic. 
And then this brand equity is, is what takes it to the next level and it creates this massive value for a brand. Okay. So when you don't have aspirational, like, you know, media options is uh, very involved in um, the reforestation of Panama. Um, okay. So when you think of, that's you think not of what you mean by aspirational, life, right? right? What? There's a level, when you think of brands you like, okay, so you, you ask someone, hey, what car do you like? Well, I want a Toyota Prius. Why? Because it's aspiration. You aspire to be this person who, I don't know, loves the earth and loves saving money on gas, right? You ask my sons, what, what kind of car? They're like, Ford Mustang convertible all day long, right? Because they aspire to the fastness, whatever, okay? So brand aspirational is, is, is your brand needs to inspire people. It needs, it needs to be, um, it needs to like elevate them in their mind, right? So when you hold your Apple phone, it's aspirational. It's like, wow, okay. It, 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 it like inspires and, and um, so there's this, this combination that of, of, it's not just owning your brand, okay? It's the messaging and the communication that you're behind it, the product that you're behind it. But what happens though is that if you don't own your, your domain name, especially for companies that are going big, they take a hit to their brand equity. And the reason why is that, I mean, can you imagine Amazon being the Amazon.com? Like what would happen? You know, like you, you, you can't even, the big companies, you cannot even, a lot of them, you can't even fathom them not owning their domain, right? And this brand equity, this takes loyalty because there's another company out there that's then vying for, for their attention, vying for their loyalty, vying for this in, in, in a leadership position. So Amazon, in, instead of being named, you know, Abracadabra, uh, or um, just Cadabra is what he started with, right? Um, um, that, you know, it sounds great and magic and quick. I, you know, I order these books, boom, they're there. But Amazon opens it up to, I can buy books, I can buy drones, I can buy protein powder. It's just this vast, um, this vast adventure. Right, right. right. So the brand equity, it, the aspiration is, I can connect to the idea that I'm going to explore and discover and harvest yeah. everything so, I ever wanted to buy. Right, right. Okay. That's so think, think of like, like a harbor.com, right? Like a yellow.com, like all these domains that are, that are out there that we've helped to, to sell. Now there's the, yeah, there's this, this equity now. Okay. So backtrack a little bit here, right? Why do, why do some domains have value? How do you price domains? Well, it's this equation of brand equity. Like they have equity already built in. There's already goodwill built in. There's already trust built into this keyword. There's already, there's already this momentum that's in this keyword. And so that's why certain domains are priced higher than others. That's why certain categories are priced higher than others because this goodwill. I want to, I can't hear you. There is momentum built in that is a, a quote there is momentum built in to premium domains yes so select a domain you want to choose one that already has momentum built in because yes. you because you gain that brand equity right off the bat like ring.com they gain that brand equity right off the bat this momentum that helped them to come to move forward to sell for a billion dollars right now listen i use this example all the time because i love it amazon could have knocked them off in probably seven days they could have just picked up the phone of their supplier and say, listen, I want their exact same product line on my desk with whatever name tomorrow. But guess what? They didn't, they didn't do that because of this brand equity that they had built up, this loyalty, this customers they had built up with this, okay? Yeah, and so, 
Ring, um, you know, we in Mike Seiger, before he sold Domain Sherpa to us, he interviewed the founder of Ring.com about why he selected um, Ring.com. Right. And it really, you're right, it, the, the credibility, the equity, the aspiration. I want a ring of security around my home. I, I ring the doorbell. It has that, that um, pivot um, capacity, but also the aspiration. I yeah. want to be surrounded by security, a ring of security. Yeah. Right. So remember that there's the seven dimensions of domain name, right? So there's global positioning, energy positioning, branding, marketing, SEO, email, and be able to pivot, right? So all those, but what we're talking about today is this brand equity equation. Like why, why elite companies and companies that are scalable and viable startups and even small businesses need to own their brand online because at some point their brand equity is capped. And there's this massive risk if they don't own that. So if another company comes in and takes that domain, okay, which, I mean, we can't even share what we see because it just wouldn't be fair, right? I mean, all the negotiations that we're in because it just wouldn't be right. But there's so many negotiations that we're in that even some that we lose, that the, the people are devastated because another company came in and maybe offered four times what their budget was. And they'll forever not own that domain name. And that happened like two months ago where we're broke, broken domain name and, and another company like, I mean, I don't know the other side of the equation, but they did offer, if you take it on face value, right? Honestly, in negotiations, I mean, four times what our, uh, three and a half times what our, our client offered. And they just couldn't, they just couldn't afford it. So this like brand equity. So a lot of times what happens is founders will get to this point where they're making money. They're making 25, $50 million in revenue. So I don't need it anymore. I, I'm okay with get whatever.com. Listen, I get it. I understand. But the risk that you are leaving open to your brand is, is just like, it's significant. It's a significant risk to your brand, but not owning that domain name because what, what can happen is another company can come in, a stronger company can buy that and build that out and capture the equity that you build with your brand because of the momentum towards that keyword. And then and then, you know, that, that's when you see the impact to your bottom line, because now what happens is that forever you tell your customers, Hey, no, no, no. I mean, don't go there because we're get whatever.com. No, no. You know, tell your investors, no, no, no. You know, we're, well, let me backtrack. So what happens is that when you think about this, what happens to your brand equity when you don't own that you're building everything you have is built off this keyword brand that you say. Make it up, right? It could be anything you want. Nitro, um, any, any brand. It's your, your, this is you. This is who you talk about internally to your customers, to your employees, to your investors, to yourself. And then another company comes in and acquires that. So when you think about it, it's like, what does that say about, what, like, what does that say to your investors? Hey, no, we're really serious about this, but yeah, you know, we don't own this. Another company just launched on this and guess what? They now have $50 million in funding versus our five. And yeah, your investment's probably going to go down into like the, uh, into flames. <laughs> you know, like what does that say to your investors? I mean, like how do you as a, as a startup go in front of your investors and say, yeah, you know, when they say, hey, why don't you own your domain name? How did you let this other company launch on this, your same brand in a different primary trade class? Okay. Like what does that say to your investors? What does it say to your employees? You say, hey guys, you know, this other company just launched on, on our brand, right? What does it say to your customers when you say that? Um, what does it say to the industry? 
And do you think that um, it's going to become um, industry standard in the future for um, a domain name consultation to be a part of the um, particularly venture capital um, advisement? I mean, certainly I know, you know, that's how Mike Seiger got into domain names. He was advising on venture capital and researched domain names to advise a company he was investing in. Um, right. I believe um, Mark Levine, I believe, has a similar story. Um, like, but I'm surprised, and, and I certainly know um, venture capital firms um, who do incorporate advisement on domains, but I'm surprised at how many do not. Do you see that as becoming a standard, and, and how? Yeah, I, I don't see how it doesn't. I, mean, I don't see how domain strategies don't get worked in there to your brand. And yeah, I, I agree with the test, like how these investors cannot, um, I just lost my train of thought here with your question, but yes, I, I definitely see that being important. But you know, when you, when you think of marketing, okay, I have my MBA from University of Arkansas, all right? Yay. Listen, we didn't learn domain names. <laughs> we studied Harvard <laughs> business case studies, okay? We talked about stuff, but we didn't, we didn't learn this aspect of the business. Okay. But you did take marketing classes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I took some awesome marketing class, but it wasn't there. So what's happening is that the old school is now teaching the new school of, of branding and like they're learning the old ways thinking, oh, it's not important. But here's the thing is that I think this is what you're alluding to is that the pioneers of these brands that are out there on the internet, they think differently. Yeah. Well, they I think mean, differently Rand about, was that? Oh, well, Rand Fishkin, who we just re-aired his video by popular demand. He, you know, he, his title on everything is marketing expert. And what he is, is an SEO expert, but the majority of marketing is done via SEO. And I think then because of that, he's learned a lot about non-SEO non marketing, you know, and he is uh, one of the foremost experts in the world on marketing because he's probably number two in the world on SEO after Matt Cutts, you know? Um, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I hear you. Yeah, no, okay. I mean, so, you're absolutely I right. So I mean, derail you. Um, what was I talking about? <laughs> I was so intently listening to you, I forgot. That ah. happens to me, you know. I'm like, I just drop everything and like, okay, yeah. Um, yeah, I was, just, I was saying like pioneers think differently. They, they're th like this new class of entrepreneurs is thinking differently because now they've only grown up with the internet, and so they realize they've had the experiences now in selling multiple companies. And so when you, when you look at a lot of the, the, some of the easiest sales that we have in domaining are from serial entrepreneurs that are like, I get it. Like, I get it. Like saving $5,000 on that domain name is not the point here. The point is how I'm going to make a million dollars on, on the brand that this, that this, that this domain name represents. And, and when I'm going to stand in front of, when I'm pitching, whoever I'm pitching yeah, to, yeah. Um, that pitch credibility of, Hey, I got ring.com, blah, 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 blah. Your whole pitch is different than when you don't. And because they don't. It it's good there. I mean, you know. Yeah. It, 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 I mean, the, these serial entrepreneurs, they, they get it. They understand. So these pioneers that have pioneered the greatest brands on the internet, they get it. And, and people so, who say, but I'm just a small business selling drones. I don't need to do that. Okay. What and they're probably that? right. They're probably right. That's, that's where it comes back. You have to know your audience. Okay. So our specialty is really that scalable, viable startup 
that elite startup, that small business that wants to dominate and create a, that's doing some business online, they're doing some business, maybe it's national um, or regional, and they want to dominate their market. They understand that they need marketing and how a domain name impacts their brand, impacts their marketing, impacts their branding, impacts their SEO, impacts their ability to pivot. Okay, they understand that. But that's where you have to differentiate, like not every brand's for every company. And you have to, you have to when you go into this, you have to realize that some brands, so some people when they, when they reach out to me, say, hey, I've got this great brand. I'm like, it's not bad. But it's just not, I just can't help you because that, like, that is maybe more of your hobbyist style business. Will they pay $3,000? Yeah, maybe. I mean, for a hobby business, it's right in line with what they want. They may pay $3,000 because they can get X return on that. But it's not a, that's not a brand for a scalable startup. Okay. And so, yes, you have, like when you have these great domain names, even if it's a one word domain name, like a rooster.com, okay, or... <laughs> Any of the domain names we're, we're brokering, like a quilt.com, rooster.com. It's not, they're not for everyone. Okay, so back to this, this thought here, okay? So stop calling it real estate, okay? So we just gone into this, this way that like really impacts your brand. Talks about the pain points, right? What do you tell your investor when another company comes and has acquired your brand and is now launching with a $5 million, or $50 million, or $100 million budget? What do you tell your investors? Oh, you know, hey, we just couldn't afford the extra $25,000 to buy that brand. Really? I mean, like, they're going to be okay with that after they've loaned, after they've given and helped you out with, you know, $20 million, right? So there's this brand equity equation. Yes, a brand can get to that certain extent. I'm not saying that there's not brands out there who have got to the $30 million mark or $85 million mark with domains and brands that I think would be subpar. They've done it. They've done it through expert marketing and SEO and these other aspects. But what happens is that they're, if you're building an empire, if you're building a, and you're trying to maximize the brand equity, okay, and move beyond a, a commodity. So the opposite of a brand is a commodity, right? Is direct selling, is, is this, this idea of direct selling, which means that you're just pumping traffic, but once you stop, it dries up, right? So, wow, we've gone long here, Tess. I don't know if we've touched the surface or... Um, this was great stuff. How much farther we want to go here today, or if we want to pick it up on a different on a different one. It's all you, man. I think this was fantastic for our audience to hear. I think the Sherpa Network is really going to connect with us. You know, we have an audience of domain investors, and also I think marketing experts and SEO folks want to hear this. Um, not only to educate themselves, but also to give them the language to speak with others in their company who they're up against. It's hard yeah. to evangelize others to see this, you know, it's not a new way. It's just, it's not 1996 anymore. You know, it's not 2006 anymore. That was like, the dynamic, yeah, the dynamics of branding. And I'll leave it with this. Okay, there's, there's three things. There's three factors that are driving the market, right? So the first one is a social factor. More and more brands are strictly online. What that means is that they understand they need to own their brand online because that's all they have. There's no physical store you can go in. Um, when you look at like brands like a lemonade.com, I use that example, right? I don't know. I've never seen a lemonade. I mean, I see lemonade stands, but <laughs> I haven't seen lemonade insurance company. Okay. So they're, they're strictly online. Like a harbor.com is strictly online. Like a Coinex is strictly online. You're not going to see, there's not a location you can pull up to. So there's a social dynamic that, that is leading to the startups today want to own a, want to own quality premium domains with high brand equity value and potential. Okay. 
And maybe that's how we start talking about this brands with high brand equity and potential, right? Um, so that's the socials, right? So buy, there's this demand that's still picking up. There's going to be ebbs and flows. Okay, there's ebb and flow right now, I think, with the Chinese market, maybe some, some three-letter domains and, and along those lines that I've seen. But it's ebbing and flowing. But in general, the market is there. It's going to continue to be there. It's going to continue to be more and more important. Then you have the economic factors that investors, this whole brand equity equation, they're realizing the, more, the importance. They've done more and more deals where the equity may be hit by not having a owning their brand or the brand coming in. So they're willing to pay for a pay for the brand. So you have demand going up. I'm sorry, supply demand going up. You have you have money coming in, and then you have supply coming down because only one person can own the clarity and the simplicity of the domain name. Okay, so you have, you have the supply going down. On top of with that, you have most companies they have these things in vaults, and they're just not going to gonna they're not gonna release them and i know this because i've called them and i've talked to them and they're like no no money no amount of money is gonna sell this like come on seriously like you're you have it in this vault you're not gonna release this like no so like they'll forever be put away so you have they're taken they're being put away and so you have supply going down so you have the perfect equation the market's moving it's going to continue to move I, I i'm still very optimistic i've seen some things behind the scenes you have two tests i mean it, it's been a great year i think it's continue to be a great year and we will leave it at that Fantastic. Well, Chris, thank you so much for joining us. Love your energy, your knowledge, your insight. Um, you are such a fabulous Sherpa. Sherpa Network, uh, thanks for joining us. We'll All see right, you guys. all next time. Awesome.